Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Mark and Sarah talk about Oh, you know what that sock hop theme means. We are back for March Mastis 2021, the ultimate teen idol tournament in which this week we contemplate the elite eight contenders. I can't believe how far we've come. I can't believe how many we've lost. I can't believe some of the decisions that we're going to have to make in addition to our lovely Patreon supporters here at Happy Hour Live. I'm here as always with the Stan Flandiferous Mark Blankenship. Hi. You can call me Stan, but not in that Eminem way. More like mm, friendly okay. nerd way. Yeah, or in that um, gasp, Stan way. Right, that's right. Or I guess we have no choice but to Stan, which is connected mm. to the Eminem way, but in a more pleasant context. We, we really don't. Um, okay, so the Sweet 16 round, um, which has, as we're recording this, concluded yesterday, I think was the first round where we had really no close matches after the first 20 minutes of voting yes so do you want to um share with everyone the journey that we went on to arrive at shangri's law versus boys backstreet (laughs) yes i sure will okay so as a reminder if you are listening to this episode uh, you still have an opportunity to vote in the rounds that come that are still to come in this tournament. All you have to do is go to patreon.com slash Mastus, where you will have access to all the polls. Even if you are not a Patreon patron, all you need is a free Patreon account. But of course, we would love to have you as a Patreon patron. And we are joined in this episode, as ever, by our fantastic patrons who will be making comments on mic and we will be reading their comments in the Zoom chat throughout this episode. The voting process has been robust, to say the least. I would like to say that we're getting a, we're polling at a high turnout rate for our little precinct, Sarah. And uh, we Indeed. get we get to the uh, the BOP division's final competition between the Shangri's Law or Shangri Laws, as civilians know them, and Backstreet Boys <laughs> in what I think is a, a remarkable journey. Uh, the Shangri Laws were, for those who don't remember or haven't heard an undercard pick, meaning they weren't even in the initial lineup. They were 16th seed in their division. And now here they are in the elite eight backstreet boys. Meanwhile, were ranked second and they rolled up uh, exactly the way that you would expect a second ranked seed to do. They are still here. And one of the things I thought was interesting, Sarah, is that not only was it clear that who was going to win from the beginning, but every single contender in tonight's episode won by a minimum of like 28 votes so mm. these are some like these are the people's choices and um i feel like it's really striking because i have been wondering what's going on with the shangri-las right like is it because of their competition being weaker is it because people are actively voting for them and here is where the rubber's going to really hit the road for them because i think you're right it, it's one thing to face off against bts hillary duff and bobby sherman it's another thing to face off against the backstreet boys um, I am a little surprised that uh, the Sherm didn't make it out of this round, but I'm more surprised at how he never was going to make it out of the, out of the Sweet 16. Like, hmm. But okay, I 
I don't know how you feel. Um, I think the Shangri-La have had the momentum so far, but I also think Backstreet is Backstreet. I will not be like enraged if Backstreet doesn't win this matchup, but before I say anything else, I believe we have a clip that we yes. should contemplate. <laughs> and I will say, I don't know what this song is going to be. I haven't listened to the clip. It's one that Sarah pulled. I'm excited. Here's a Backstreet clip. Oh my god. There is something immediately galvanizing about Backstreet's back. All right. Like, this is machine made weapons grade pop music boy band shit. I love the Shangri-Las. I respect the Shangri-Las. The picture that you pulled for the polling this week. Uh, <laughs> the I outfits. Was not the only one who was like, I'm going to need those boots right now. <laughs> like I'm on aldo.com. Like, do they, are they making that right now? <laughs> I will find it. I just, I think that Backstreet is so quintessentially like what we're talking about in terms of idledom, but then that music still works it still works like you're being manipulated you don't care <laughs> so my pick is my vote and my pick is backstreet how do you feel well first i want to let you know that diana writes in the chat my mom saw the shangri-las at palisades park back in the 60s when they were performing and she said the lead singer was snobby and not nice to the others mm. oops oops <laughs> yeah there's there's only one diana ross don't don't be trying that um does anyone d does anyone in the room disagree or want to take up for the shangri's law any comments on this matchup i want to say that one note that uh mariah has made is that the first line of the song is oh my god we're back again which she knows makes that means that they are totally self-aware that is correct there is something about this song that gets at what Jenny was talking about in the um, comment section for the poll this week, which is, is there a quintessential teen idol sound? And I would contend that the quintessential teen idol sound is more of an attitude, which is knowing ridiculousness. And you think about right. the fact that the Backstreet Boys are all dressed like monsters in this music video. And the, the they include lines like, brother, sister, everybody sing. Like, what the hell are you talking about? It does not matter. So there's something about the confidence of your knowing ridiculousness that makes a teen idol song really perfect to me. Um, for instance, I would also say that you see that in the dance moves in the new edition videos. You see that in the fact that Britney Spears had that snake on her shoulders. You see that in the fact that Sean Cassidy recorded a cover of Da Do Run Run. I just mm -hmm. think that there's something about that, that confident idiocy that makes a teen idol song a joy very often. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, and I think that in some ways, um, 
teen idols that are machine made um, and machine product have a confidence that's like we have the backing of an entire like set of corporations behind us. Yes. Um, which I think might, I mean, I'm sure that's extremely oppressive in the main. Um, and what occurred with Britney, whatever, we could talk about it later. But I think that like something about Backstreet, like before that all became hopelessly curdled, and I think they're still not really allowed to talk about certain Perlman adjacent things, even uh -huh. though he's been dead. So, uh, I mean, it, yeah. It's hard. It's hard to pin it down. And especially in weird matchups like this, it's particularly hard. Um, yeah. Like it, down. it is a, it's another comparison of apples and brogans at this point, but yeah. you know, <laughs> fine. Um, Markella, I don't know if you would feel comfortable, but if you would like, we'd love to have you come on mic and talk about what you did with your printed bracket. Our people truly. Sure. Well, you know, self-confessed nerd here. Yes. I totally printed out the bracket at the beginning of the tournament so that I could write in the actual progression of the seeds and everybody. And I, because, you know, it's the only way to make it official. I wrote on there two weeks ago, my prediction for the final two, ultimately. Should I say who won? Yes, to please do. I don't want to jinx them either. <laughs> So my prediction for final two is BSB versus NKOTB. Well, and how perfect would that be? Because they went on tour together as NKOTBSB. So, oh my God. And I was at that concert. Hell yeah, you were. My <laughs> ovaries just sprouted ovaries. That's amazing. Uh, now, Camille notes that she originally had BTS beating Backstreet in this round. And it honestly oh. was a fair... It's a fair guess, but she says that three of her final four are still in the running. Well, I'm going to just say, um, oh my God, Adam just reminded us. One time, Adam and I were playing this trivia, this live trivia event where we have been on a team that has played many, many times. We typically do incredibly well. We always make the top two, Adam, right? We've never not made the top two, or well, almost always. But very often. And then do you want to recount the heartbreak of what happened to us? I just, it was like a lightning round situation. We were top two and the, the top prize was tickets to that concert. And, and oh, it was like, wow. and we usually didn't care because usually the prizes were shitty and, and we very often won and we lost. And it was like the one time we actually wanted something. I know it was most of the time, the prizes were tickets to shitty musicals that Adam and I had already been forced to see for work. <laughs> right. And like the, the second place prize was often better. So like, of course we want to win because we, for us, we want to win, but we were like, Oh, set the second, we, can we swap prizes with whoever actually wins? And we really, really, our whole team really, really wanted these tickets. And we it was, it was heartbreaking. It really was. Um, so point being Sarah, yes, I agree with you that we are going to say a fond, but I think truly loving farewell to the Shangri-Las here. But I would, if I got a vote, also vote for BSB. Okay, so oh, well. now, Sarah, we move on to talk about heartbreak, Sarah. I, I mean, look, I, I think we all know what is probably going to happen in New Edition versus the Monkees. Can you talk a little bit about each one's um, matchups in the Sweet 16? And then we have a clip. Yes, so New Edition handily defeated Christina Aguilera, which feels right and true to me because- Same here. My, my spirit at the end of the day feels that Christina Aguilera is, we've talked about this many times, New Edition is more of a teen idol band than Christina Aguilera is a teen idol artist. 
that being said, I was happy that she made it as far as she did. I love New Edition, though. And those of you who are voting in the Elite Eight poll this week will notice that I picked a New Edition photo because it's so cool and funny. Um, the, meanwhile, the monkeys, Sarah, beat... I mean... They beat Tiffany, meaning we will not get a Tiffany-Debbie Gibson matchup at any point in this tournament. No, this is me tiffany goodbye to um, my, my eyeliner special star. <laughs> um but i went i went with black uh this week to to mourn uh, i mean not really it's the monkeys um i am glad that new edition got this far um but stephanie can't dance them all the way to the final two and i think we're gonna say goodbye to them this week um i think the monkeys are teen idolier than new edition in a um like more innocent mid-century time extruded way uh and i think the music is better executed with that said today the first like really springy day in new york city um and cut like cutting this clip and this sound is so sunny so i thought we would send off new edition probably uh with a clip from cool it now so can you play that now oh yes i can here we go Okay, Sarah, I'm going to say something right now. I don't care what year you were born. I don't care how old you are right now. When that clip was playing, we all had on brown roller skates with the orange stopper on the front. And we just did. We just actually were transported into an 80s skating rink by those things. Yeah, it's such a sunny sound. It's such a well-built song. The thing is, like, eventually you bump up against the fact that New Edition's vocals are the weakest part of their whole brand. And that's a problem in pop music. Like you, the mix is turned way down on this kid. Like yeah. he's a kid, I don't blame him. And it's still a rad song, especially once the harmonies come in, it kind of like boosts it up a little bit. But yeah, like I just think the monkeys are better. And we all did the monkeys walk and we all watched them on MTV and it's, uh, I don't know, like, I love New Edition, and I think they're important. And I'm, again, not going to be mad if they win. But they, they shouldn't, and I they won't. And I wouldn't vote for them. You? I agree with you, because the I think that New Edition is, in a way, more exciting when you think about the fact that they're the reason we got Poison by Belle Biv DeVoe, mm-hmm. My Prerogative by Bobby Brown, Rub You yeah. the Right Way by Johnny Gill, and Sensitivity by Ralph Tresvant. Like the adult iteration of the boys in this band made better music, and the monkeys, as the monkeys, made amazing songs. So, yes, yeah. I agree with you. Now, Britt, I believe you have a statement that you might like to make about the 
monkey Tiffany matchup, if I'm not mistaken? So this is the thing. Then it was Tiffany versus Debbie Gibson. Now, <laughs> Tiffany is, she did a lot of covers. She didn't write her own stuff, but damn it, she was scrappy. And, she was scrappy. And my sister was in junior high and I was in high school, so I was kind of past all that, but all of my sister's most annoying, privileged, obnoxious friends had the little Debbie Gibson vest and hat. They were such little shit. So obviously, Debbie Gibson sucks. Right? She's so packaged, she's so privileged, she's such a pain in the ass. So Tiffany versus Debbie, Tiffany Scrappy, she's at the mall, she's working it, she's trying. You have to root her. But then you are given a choice. Do you vote for Tiffany or the monkeys? Well, <laughs> come on. I mean, that's an embarrassing question. Obviously, you have to pick the monkeys. Well, but Britt, your passion is noted and embraced. And I do want to now take a moment, Sarah, to just say that this episode of Mark and Sarah Talk About Songs is going to premiere on March 15th, 2021, which is five years to the day from our very first episode. This is our fifth anniversary episode. And for me, Sarah, I think that you will agree. One of the reasons I am so happy to still be doing this show after five years, well, because I love you and it's really fun, but also the, the people who listen to this show are just as nerdy as we are. And I just, I feel fed by everyone's passion. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love that we are, I mean, I wouldn't say that we're surprised by these revelations, but that we are discovering um, d veins of nerdery to mine amongst the listenership that um, just make it all worthwhile and keep it going. Um, also, your fine feathered company, as always. And the fact that um, we were having phone calls about this in like January, strategizing about it, like, you got to do what you love. Yeah, like life. we, y'all, it was like, Biden hadn't even been in, uh, inaugurated yet, and we were already like seven conversations deep about this tournament. And now a word from our sponsor, eBay. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to snag the pair of sneaks you've been looking for. With eBay's authenticity guarantee, your sneakers will be meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators who verify the logo, the stitching, the box, and dozens of other inspection points. I kind of want that job. And I kind of want to sell my sneakers on eBay because eBay offers a verified return process and no selling fees on sneakers 100 bucks and up. So it's free to sell or flip your collection. Head to ebay.com slash sneakers today. eBay, the world's best destination for discovering great value and selection. Thanks, eBay. So that brings us, Sarah, to the other side of the bracket and the finalists for the Tiger Beat division. Now, I'd like to start with saying that Britney Spears defeated the Bay City Rollers. I am not surprised by that. I don't know if you are. No. Yeah, exactly. But I was a little surprised that Debbie Gibson, as alluded to by Britt, did in fact defeat the Jackson 5. 
I was surprised that the margin was that there was a margin. I thought it would be closer than that. I think the outcome was not super surprising, but I thought it would be, I thought it would be a closer contest. Yeah. I guess that that's what I th- I thought it would be because Debbie Gibson jumped into the lead immediately. And though she had a smaller lead than some of the other competitors in this round, she still had something like 27, 28 votes on top of Jackson five, like, damn. Okay. Mm. And I was wondering, is it because of what we talked about a few weeks ago that eventually you get to a point where you can't forget what became of Michael Jackson? Well, and, you know, Jermaine is not exactly um, the world's finest human participation trophy winner either. Like, and like their father was a revolting pig. I I mean, the the whole, the whole thing is a problem. Um, And it's, fascinating to me that these two entities were pitted against each other when there's so much like daddy's fangali fucked up nonsense happening with both of them um but the jackson five i also feel like uh, not that they didn't belong in this tournament but that there might have been this like outside of it and above it thing happening at the same time that like i'm content that they're out fair enough i mean uh, diana notes that they did have a cartoon series which i feel like is almost kind of a prerequisite for teen idledom i yeah in space so did the partridges yeah uh new kids definitely had a cartoon Mm -hmm. Uh, but janice notes that for her the mj factor is what did it for her in this round and you know that just means here we are again debbie gibson who i feel like I like Debbie Gibson, but I feel like this tournament is now, I'm now more vociferous for Debbie Gibson than I would be in any other context in my life. Um, but did I listen to Only In My Dreams with my husband in my kitchen earlier this week? Yes. Did we both enjoy it? Yes. I don't mind that song. Now, but what I am confused by, not confused <laughs> by, I'm curious oh, no. to see, and I'm going to play a clip in just a second before we really get into this, but when Debbie meets Brittany, what happens this this i have no call but i do want to take a moment to play a song by britney spears from her first album called born to make you happy this was never released as a single in the united states but it was a number one hit in the uk and born to make you happy is such a wonderful and terrible song simultaneously i see jules uh, I can't tell Jules if this is a, a reaction of yes or no, but you're having a, it's a thumbs, do thumbs down from Jules. Well, this song is dumb as shit, but I also like it. Here's Britney Spears, Born to Make You Happy. Kind of a different vibe. Yeah. Everything we know. (laughs) That little whisper, though, uh, that's the way our life should. That's the Mary Chapin Carpenter TM whisper. um, What does that remind me of, though? 
Is it like some, is it some sort of lesser Braxton? There's like something happening Ooh. in the composition that re it reminds me of something else that um, while I like the something else better, the, the association is good for Britney. Yeah. Michelle. Amy, yeah. It also does remind me of Amy Grant. Michelle is absolutely correct. Um, that's, that's maybe not great. Mariah says it sounds like a song that was quote too racy for Amy Grant. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, so you don't have a prediction here. I, I don't Now, Ron who has become our resident statistician has said, well, Ron, do you want to actually talk on Mike about what you've, uh, about your prediction? Uh, sure. So I got to go over my spreadsheet here, but I did the predictions just based on margin of victory. You know, everybody has through each round and, you know, based on those numbers, uh, Debbie is going to get annihilated by Brittany. Um, the total margin of victory is, Oh, I don't know about Delta, but Brittany has 348 and Debbie has 163. Oh shit. Yeah. Mm. Well, I, I just love, as Kat has noted, how great that more than one person clearly has a spreadsheet. <laughs> and then it's like all different kinds of spreadsheets. Also that it's like, well, I've been tracking um, hair lengths. I mean, someone should have been doing that. And that someone is me next time for sure. Um, but, yeah, I, I just love that like different analyses are coming in. Um, but Ron's case, I think, is very strong here. Because if you look at the fact that Britney Spears has been winning by like leaps and bounds, mm -hmm. meaning like the so the 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 history of this tournament is on her side. That I will now make my final plea. Then what may very may very well be my last time to speak on her behalf. I still feel that Debbie Gibson is a quintessential teen idol in a way that Britney Spears is not. So Debbie, she had a perfume. Vote Debbie. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't two know. Perfumes. Okay, Cat. Perfumes. Yeah, Cat, you're right. So yeah. <laughs> I just don't like her and I would not vote for her, but uh, I don't know that she's not going to win. Um, I think maybe what we, um, Debbie, I feel like Mark and I have been pushed to the polls of De yeah. Debbie-ishness. Uh, we're, we're fighting for positions that we don't even really believe in yeah, outside of the Mark's context like, of this tournament. She's a 10, and I'm like, she's a square root of negative one, and it's actually like, Mark's like, I don't know, six and a half, and I'm like, really? More like a four? Like, we're not actually that far apart. Um, but I just, like, my notes say, ugh, I mean, neither, but <laughs> I would... I would vote for Britney because if it's like, well, you can only have one Spotify channel for the rest of your life. Pick one of them. It's it's not going to be uh, Hatsky McGee. So, but I have been wrong before, and I feel like maybe sometimes the the Debbie the Debians um, take it personally. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna leave it. I don't know what's gonna happen. I'm not gonna be surprised either way. And I'm actually like, I thought one of these two would be out by now. Because these are like middle seeds. Yeah. So I I I had truly no idea what's going to happen, and no result is going to surprise me in this face-off. And uh, Michelle did correctly note that if that Debbie Gibson is Leah Michelle, <laughs> basically, that's yeah. that's a that's a pretty apt comparison. So now that brings us to the final matchup in our Elite Eight. Isn't it wild? 
it, it's I, I can feel physically how many fewer matches there are to talk about. Like here we are already yeah, at the but end. Then there's so much more difficult, mostly yep. like, I mean, this one isn't difficult, but I still hate it for, for my man. For my well, man so, so here we go. Meaning, uh, Leif Garrett was uh, kicked to the curb by New Kids on the Block, With which really no trouble, which is as it should have been. And Brandy sang her last song as Andy Gibb handily beat her, meaning that we now have a New Kids on the Block versus Andy Gibb face off. And Kat, I actually would love to invite you on mic to talk about your recent statement that you made on Twitter regarding Mr. Andy Gibb. Well, um, yesterday I had a really terrible day at work, so I um, comforted myself with some hot toddies and rewatching <laughs> rewatching the Bee Gees documentary, the most recent one from December, and um, just the the sad parts about Andy Gibb just reminded me how much I loved him when I was a teen. Mm-hmm. And um, like I had posters, I mean, you know, and I just, it cemented in my head. I was like, Andy has to meet and will go into the top four. I'm just, I don't know if he'll, um, I don't know if that's actually true, but it just feels right to me. And I know, and KOTB is a juggernaut. So, you know, it's going to be a struggle, but I just feel like he should go through. Yes. Um, so I would just like to say that Emily Giordamo has said that you should continue to preach the good gospel of Andy Gibb and that Adrian says my IUD is no match for Andy Gibb and his beautiful shirtlessness, but I'm sad he's going to have to say goodbye. Um, now, Dan Jakes, uh, can you t- you want to say a little bit more about your Boston Represent comment? Oh, well, I had written the same thing next to New Edition, too. Like, I mean, I, they're, you know, that's where I'm from. You know, I grew up around the same time that they were releasing music around the same age. Uh, there's a few, like, you know, personal connections to NKOTB through my family with them. So, like, I... That's all. I just want them to win. Because yeah, <laughs> keeping it Boston strong. Well, I've and got, Lee, I've got no truck other than that. <laughs> I, I feel you though. Um, Lee notes that Sarah's comment last time about everybody having a favorite new kid was correct, and he adds that he the, he thinks they could possibly win the whole thing based on that point alone that we were all forced in one way or another to choose a favorite. Now that being said, I do want to. I, I was just reflecting on the fact, Sarah, that New Kids on the Block had a lot of hits as LFO reminded us in, in their song that they had. Um, but here is one of the Ooh. new kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I had not thought about this particular new kids on the block hit cover girl in oh God. quite some time. I can just remember, okay, I want you to cast your mind back. I was one of the boys who would go from acting class to perform in ballets produced by the Missouri Wood Dance Company in Chattanooga, Tennessee, where I had a really wonderful experience. I was the Nutcracker a couple of times, but one year they did the Firebird and I was this, I was an actor in the Firebird and they used the Firebird as a way for all of the dance classes to perform. So they would be doing the ballet of the Firebird, but then they would interrupt it with these little interstitial bits where other dance styles would get to perform. So I remember so clearly that for the modern section, a group of small girls performed a dance number to Cover Girl 
by New Kids on the Block. So I was in costume on the stage at the UTC Fine Arts Center watching small girls dance to the following song. <laughs> Just cast your mind back. Here is Cover Girl by New Kids on the Block. my pick (laughs) i'm i'm but here's the thing people i think it is not possible to feel um like neutral about the new kids in any direction like i feel like everybody has some strong association with them even if it's i you know never heard their songs and didn't care but like someone had a sibling who was into it or they heard this song a bunch of times while working in a mall or while working in a mall they were holding 12-year-olds by the head apart because there was two tweens, two Sharons, one Joey McIntyre pillowcase left in the store. And um, I, the long arm of the Sarah Law had to hold them apart until the assistant manager got there and mollified one of them with the little sparkly pen tops with all five of the kids inside. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, there was so much new kid stock and it was terrifying um also a lot of simpsons don't have a cowman stuff it was oh my god 1990 was i had a juice i had a juice box protector that had bart on it saying don't have a cowman yeah i just feel like they like pre-sold that part of the simpsons and then i think nobody really realized that it was kind of a smart show for a while there anyway new kids that concert was one of the most amazing anthropological experiences of my life. <laughs> it was, I didn't realize how many new kids songs I knew. Um, I was extremely impressed by their showmanship, especially Danny who like, why are, why are you here? <laughs> Danny? Oh, because you can dance and you have like a 78 pack. I have never heard screaming that loud uh. ever. I went to girls school for 12 years. I have never been, perfused with shrieking in that way to the point where my friend that I went with and I were like, we kept trying to put second pairs of earplugs in. It was that loud. Um, and it was all like, you know, middle-aged people like us pretty much. And then occasionally a, a husband who was just like on his phone playing candy crush and being like, please let this be over. I, I don't think that Andy Gibb has that, has that power, but Like I can't, and you can't like compare them on a musical basis exactly because neither is really that great artistically, but each one of them is so braided into my um, cultural, like part of my cultural childhood. I, I mean, I hate to leave Andy behind, but I picked new kids to win this whole thing. And I just, I think Andy Gibb is maybe a little too much like adult pants feelings. (laughs) Adult, he's... He's like, he's not a non-threatening boy. He's kind of a no, threatening boy. He's uh, yeah, but like he threatens I don't know. 
he threatens, threatens to get these non-orgasmic thre- status. Like, I don't, I don't know what he threatens exactly, but he threatens our, our IUDs, I think is yes, what we're trying he, to say. He does. Yes. Uh, li- little Morena bunting has just, uh, curl- <laughs> curled into a tiny husk. I mean, do you, do you feel differently? Do you think that, uh, old oh, no, chest I think hair th- has a shot? I think the new kids take it in a walk and I was shocked to remember. I mean, there's a reason I haven't heard the song cover girl in so long. I realize now what I didn't even clip was when Donnie Wahlberg tries to hit a high note and all it was referenced in the chat several times. Oh, was it really? Yeah. Okay. So that is a, that is an actual Hindenburg level disaster that has been <laughs> captured on, on record forever. I also had forgotten that they are trying to give me a certain Rick Springfield vibe in that song, like a certain rocker edge that they just don't possess. Oh, but God. and and when they yet, try to be hard. Yeah. Oh, no more games. Like okay. We're in KOTB now. It's exactly. But you know what? Like, God love them. Sure. Yeah. God love them. I I would vote for them in this round. And I, yeah. So. I once had a sex dream about Jonathan Knight. I'm sure I've talked about that every week, but I did. Yeah, I was a I was a Jordan gal, but I totally get it. And um, I found Jonathan very relatable because he had social anxiety. And like, try to imagine having social anxiety as a new kid, and you're not out. Yeah, but I knew <sighs> on some level that he was the gay one because that's why I dreamed about him. Like, I mean, give this person the congressional medal of honor seriously that is that is a lot um i ron did you want to talk uh, come on mike and talk about the margins here because you had some distressing information <laughs> yeah uh, according to the the stats uh andy gibbs is going to win hmm. but his hmm. margin over the three rounds is, <laughs> only- is celebrating <laughs> my god someone take a screenshot please uh, uh, the margin is only 11 in this uh matchup huh i I will, okay, I will be shocked if that happens, but if it does happen, Ron will get, we're going to have to send you some sort of royalty check. I don't even know what, but we will, um, we're, we're going to keep it an interesting and close watch on it. And uh, next week, Sarah, we're going to be down to the final four. So I want to say to everyone, vote, vote, vote. I also t- <laughs> I do want to know that Don has said, maybe I need to start a few additional Patreon accounts, vote early and often. That's fine. I mean, look, was I logging in and then out again and then in and like trying to, oh, well, will will anyone be able to see that the, again, with this podcast is voting now? Like I I managed to stop myself. I didn't feel that I should interfere with the democratic process in such a New Jersey way, but I I can only be who I am. Um, I am fascinated to see what's going to happen because I, I mean, the surprises are the best part and I feel like they're not over yet.
Mark and Sarah Talk About Songs is hosted by Mark Blankenship, that's me, and Sarah D. Bunting. That's me. I also edit the podcast, which is a proud member of the Believe Network. Learn more at BLEAV.com. To learn more about us, submit song requests, get a pop chart reading, or buy a Mastis book, visit our website at MarkandSarahTalkAboutSongs.com. You'll also find all of our social media links there, too. That's Mark and Sarah with an H, talkaboutsongs.com. And for even more content and access to the Mastass Happy Hour, become a Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash Mastass. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.